Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Captain's Quarters and, of course, our traditional toast at the beginning. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you sound, hear my voice sounding a little bad, tonight's toast is compliments of Coracedon. Yes, a full shot of cold medicine. I've had a bad head for the last two days. And, well, you know how it is. Summer colds, winter colds. Ah, that might actually be the question of the week, so I won't bring that up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, how do you find us? Go to our YouTube channel, Captain's Quarters Podcast. Use that QR code. It'll make it much easier for you. Like us, subscribe to us. We got some good numbers to show you at the end of the show tonight. We're doing really well, and we need to do even better. So subscribe, like us, get the little bell there. That way you'll get a little signal every Monday about time to get to the show and be a part of our show. Captain's Quarters Podcast on YouTube. We'd really appreciate you being a part of our crew. We thank you very much if you are. If you aren't, please do. If you are, send some messages to your friends. We need more and more people here. The bigger the crew, the better the pirating. Aye. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, Eight Bells is sponsored by our good friends, the Riker family of reenactors. And we'd like to go ahead and Honor a few. How many do we have tonight there, Mr. Davey? Four. Four. Very good. Bring them up. Let's see who we have. Alan Jaffe, born Abraham Jaffe in 1921, was an American cartoonist. He was notable for his work in the satirical magazine Mad, including his trademark feature, The Mad Fold-In. Jaffe was a regular contributor to the magazine for 65 years. He was no, noted for saying, serious people my age are dead. With a career running from 1942 until 2020, holds the, he holds the Guinness World Record for having the longest career as a comic artist. He was 102. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? I, there is no limit because of your age, I say that. Garn G. Stevens, Steffens. Either way, was an American film, television, and theater actress and writer. She was known for her roles in the television series Phyllis and the 1982 horror film Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, including a 1983 episode of the medical drama series St. Elsewhere, for which she received an Emmy Award nomination. Her writing credits also include Trapper John M.D., Hotel, and Trial by Jury. She was 78, ladies and gentlemen. That's two. Edward Benjamin Corrin, an American writer and illustrator of children's books and political cartoonists, most notably in The New Yorker. I bet many of us have seen his work. He did work for The New York Times, Newsweek, Time, GQ, Esquire, Sports Illustrated, Vogue, Fortune, Vanity Fair, The Nation, and The Boston Globe. He was also a contributor contributed a Pond Village Pesto Recipe for Miss Piggy's 1996 cookbook, In the Kitchen with Miss Piggy. He was 87. And Donald, e Donald W. Ernst, an American film, music, and sound editor and film producer. Let's see, some of his work, Gilligan's Island, Cimarron Strip, Gunsmoke. He later moved on to film editing and worked at Ralph Bishback. Bakshi's studio editing films such as Coonskin, The Lord of the Rings, Wizards, and Hey Good Lookin'. Upon joining Disney, Ernst got a chance to produce films such as Aladdin, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, and Fantasia 2000. 
He also produced the English voice adaption of Spirit Away, Spirited Away. He was 89, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, we like to give a toast and eight bells to these fine people of our genre. Very good, Davey. Sometimes you find some really interesting ones way out here. So, now, Mandy, don't get all choked up over there, okay? <laughs> yes, we heard you, Max. We know you don't like it either. Good enough for us. How about, ladies and gentlemen, a surprise live appearance by Minnie Mayhem and Joke of the Week, which is sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. Is he there, Mr. Longwood? Oh, he is. Here we go. All right, let's... Hi, mates. Minnie Mayhem here with the joke of the week. Sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. What did the first mate flush down the toilet? Think about it, and I will give you the answer at the end of the show. Very good. So, Minnie Mayhem now has a voice. How about that, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen? Minnie Mayhem is alive and well, if any of you were wondering. Very good. Of course, Quote of the Week is sponsored by Spyglass Travel. If you want a really good walking tour around the city of St. Augustine, contact Spyglass Travel and my good friends Kevin and Angie Rose over there. They do a fine job, and you'll be very pleased with their walking tour. The quote is by Abraham Lincoln, and it says, We can complain because rose bushes have thorns, or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. I like that one. That's a good one. Very good. Just so happened I bought a bunch of roses for my other half just this past week. Because they were on special, but that's a different story. Aye. <laughs> Aye. <coughs> Question of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Pardon the cough. I hope I don't do it too many times more this for this show. Question of the week sponsored by Ancient City Sirens, our good friends that dance with Miss Gina Marie. And the question of the week, based on my health, ladies and gentlemen, which do you hate more, a winter or a summer cold, and what are your homegrown remedies? I looked it up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, According to the Internet, summer colds are supposed to be the worst. So I hope I get rid of this within the next couple of days. I have over 22 tours to do in the next five days. I don't have time to be getting sick. So plenty of apple juice, plenty of cord seeding, and some hot showers. We'll see what happens. There we have it. Crew Adventures, ladies and gentlemen, Crew Adventures. The St. Augustine Swashbucklers and the podcast crew have quite a few things on the books right up coming up, and we'd like to share those with you, let you know what we're doing. So if you want to come out and support anything we're doing, why, there you go. You can come out and be a part of it. I happen to know that we have... This one. This one there. Very good. May 13th, ladies and gentlemen, a Pirates Only Museum Tour. In fact, I just got the go-ahead today. I will be doing one in May, one in June, one in July, and one in August. It is a special tour. Pirates, or not necessarily Pirates Only, but Private Only uh, tour. It will happen at about 5.30 on a Saturday evening. Once the tour is done, I will guide everybody over to the, to the area behind the Taberna for a drink. And I'm working on having 
a bit of music, live music over there for just a bit of time for socializing. The ticket will be all inclusive, includes your ticket into the museum, it includes your first drink, and it includes me being able to pay the musician to be a part of our little event. Four of them. They will be called P-O-T-C-M. Pirates are private only tour with Captain Mayhem. A little play on the letters from Pirates of the Caribbean. But be watching for that. We start advertising this week. May june july and august our midsummer night stream right now june 17th as that as it's looking right now we may put that on the back burner for this year talk like a pirate day special podcast on september 18th monday the night before and we have special guests planned for that night hopefully they'll all be able to do this show and it'll be a live coast-to-coast celebration of talk like a pirate day so be tuning in for that. And, of course, our spooktacular on the grounds of the Colonial Quarter, October 27, 28, and 29. And we have a few other little twists and surprises for spooktacular we'll be telling you all about. And, of course, at the bottom right there it says, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, come in and watch us on Captain's Quarters Podcast. And that's the crew adventure so far for 2023. I just noticed, Davey, i got to change the date on that. <laughs> It said 2022. <laughs> Aye. And for our good friends down in Palm Coast, the Seawolf Privateers, May 6th, they're doing their Pirates of the Caribbean Monopoly game. Myself and at least, I know at least five crew members of the Swashbucklers are down there to support them and have a good time. So join us down there from 5 to 9 on Saturday, May 6th, the Palm Coast Community Center. And enjoy some fine food, the dinner, some themed activities, gift raffle, and all of it to benefit the Seawolf Privateers and their quest to help out foster children in the Flagler County area. It's a great cause. Come on down and join us for that. And I believe that's about it right now. But before we move on, I do want to tell people, if you're a part of a crew, if you have a group, a crew, you don't even have to be a pirate crew, but you would like us to talk to people about your event or even be a guest on the show and talk about your event. We'd love to have you. Send us some messages. Let's see what we can do. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we move on because now it's time for our guest. And our guest, he's been on the show once before. Are we running right along, right? Mr. Davey, everything's good, right? Yeah. Doing good. And look at that. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Captain Morrow. Hi. Now, he's from South Carolina, streaming in all the way in live. And we brought him here because in two weeks, I will be up there. How are you doing there, Captain Morrow? I'm doing good. Uh, right. Been very busy. All right. I bet you have. I've, I've seen your poster. You have a big event coming up the 29th of this month. Correct. That is the last Saturday of April. Last Saturday of April. It's a birthday bash for the captain. He will have quite a few people there, and myself and my quartermaster, Mr. Pugh, will be going up camping on the day of, or the day before the day of, and leaving the day after. So we'll be up there for about two days to right. celebrate this birthday bash. But now, it's not just a birthday bash for you, right, mate? No. Oh, there we go. Okay. I was about to see if I had to send you an updated version. There you uh, go. So, uh, for the most part, 
uh, I mean, this started last year. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to start this off. So basically, for the last eight years or so, uh, my girlfriend and I, we've like hosted large private events before. Uh, more often than not, these events were typically for Halloween parties, or uh, we also hosted Halloween parties during the summers as summerween parties, which were always a big hit as well. Uh, holidays so nice that we decided to throw it twice. So last year, uh, I decided, well, you know, my birthday's coming up. We haven't done like a Halloween thing in a while because of COVID and all that stuff that was going really strong at the time. So I kind of used my birthday as like an excuse to like throw a pirate themed party. I was like, eh, I'm not really sure if it's going to take off, if I'm not, if I'm going to get like a good attendance or not. So this time around, uh, I know how it went last year, which was a impressive turnout. So this time around, uh, yeah, I mean, it's my birthday and whatnot, but really it's an excuse to throw a big pirate themed event. <laughs> and now are so we far, benefiting really the supported. charity with all of this that you're doing or just having a good time? So, uh, for the most part, having a good time, but I do plan on having uh, donations set up for a like local cause here. Um, one of the businesses that I reached out to when I was trying to figure out like uh, businesses that might be interested in sponsoring the event, uh, I was reaching out to things that seemed thematically appropriate and such, and I reached out to some of my uh, local businesses as well. And here in my town, uh, there's a small store called Backyard Treasures. And really what they are is uh, they resell exotic birds. Uh, so they have parrots and the like. And they also have a large amount of parrots back behind the actual building as well that are all uh, unable to be rehomed anymore. So I'd reached out to them saying like, hey, you do you know, parrot stuff. I'm throwing a pirate party. Would you guys be interested? And bottom line is they were like, no, we're not going to be able to. And they've actually been struggling to stay open uh, throughout the last two years uh, because of all, I guess, all the pandemic stuff and whatnot. Uh, I guess they've really been scraping by for the last year or so. They're like, there's no way we can, like, we appreciate the offer, but we really can't handle it financially. So I actually want to do a donation have something set up for them uh you know help them stay in business because what they do is good stuff um you know taking care of all the birds and whatnot uh, my girlfriend and i have actually volunteered there before uh it's it for a brief time period but we had some spare time for i don't know a month or two so we kept going out there on a weekly basis i believe something like that like they have a large number of volunteers that come out and assist them with taking care of the parrots um, but it was a nice little place, and I, I want them to be able to stay open. My girlfriend actually has a uh, a scar on her finger from like a parrot bite. She are they are they um, how far are they away from your location where your party will be? I would say maybe twelve minutes. Okay, very good. Something like Is that. Is there a possibility? That maybe on Saturday we could make a my myself and my quartermaster and anybody else that wants to go maybe we could make a visit over there. Yeah, I think that's doable. Saturday before the uh, the actual event begins at six o'clock. Which and I'm, we're gonna, I'm pretty sure they close. We're going to set up. We're going to set up encampment there on Friday, and everybody's going to have a good time on Friday night. But right, we can't just sit around and drink rum twenty four seven. You know, I know. 
maybe we should go and um, visit this, this organization and take some pictures and see if we can help them out with some extra free publicity or whatever else we can do. Yeah, I'm down for that. Like right. I said, they're they're a pretty small uh, business. It's not like a, a big fancy store or anything like that, but it's a nice place. And they they had a uh, – what are they called? Are you familiar with what an eclectus is? No. Uh, the eclectus is like the type of parrot that's just a very bright, vibrant, solid green, but then they have a very bright orange beak. Oh, really? They're they're really pretty birds. Uh, they had one there named Captain Morgan. I'm not sure if he still lives there or not. I believe he belonged to one of the owners, so Captain Morgan might still be there. <laughs> well, that was it'd be nice ago. to go over, take some pictures, and give them some publicity, and yeah. and see what we could do about helping them out. Maybe add them to it and. I think, and I know I can see the, the brain power of all my crew sitting there thinking about it, might be actually worthy of a of them being on the show yeah. down the road. I can reach out to them. Hi. We're oh, I we I mean, there, when, when we're here. There are a couple of other parrot and bird sanctuaries around, and it'd be kind of cool to start getting them all on and helping them out because I know that it costs money to keep all these birds going. Yep. So let's see what we can do and Constantly add that to our... Eating. <laughs> List of adventures for the weekend. How's that sound? Sounds good. Very good, very good. So you got quite a few sponsors here, and you have some music going to be played for that evening. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so at the moment, I am waiting to hear back from two other groups. I have one confirmed uh, artist coming up. So when was it? Uh, 2018. I believe in 2018, uh my girlfriend and I, we traveled down to Orlando, Florida. And when we were down there inside of an Irish pub, uh, there was a man performing, and his name was Paul Rowan. Uh, he was very good. Uh, we really appreciated his performance. We tipped him, all that. And I think we probably discussed with him like for about an hour after like his set list was over. Really nice guy. And uh, I've kind of kept up to date with him for the last... I guess five years ago, <laughs> at some point in time, our paths would cross again. And I reached out to him about uh, potentially performing at the party, and he said yes. Very good. So he's traveling up from Orlando to perform. <clears throat> and then I've, I've also reached out to two different shanty uh, bands. Yeah, I guess bands, or shanty crews, either way. I've reached out to them. I haven't got confirmation back just yet. One of them is the, what are they called? The Carolina Thunder Mugs. And then there's also the Southport Shanty Crew from Southport, North Carolina. I believe both of them are based out of North Carolina. I'm not familiar with like any shanty groups in South Carolina myself. But I'm reaching out to them. Uh, if nothing else, I have the Irish folk singer coming down to perform a set list. And then other than that, we have good pirate music going well this may give me an opportunity to see some new music acts and start considering what i want to do for old city pirate fest 2024 yeah that might be well worth the drive up there too i like it yeah very good well and we do look something... forward to coming up there i haven't been on the road since uh we did the pirate festival in hammond louisiana two years ago Okay. Two years ago this weekend, in fact, I believe it is. Um, so going on the road to do pirate things is, is kind of a great thing. We'll see what happens. So, and I was going ahead. to say, um, sorry, sorry to interrupt. 
I was just going to say that, like, I've actually had this discussion with uh, some of my friends recently as well. I'm like, yeah, it's my birthday, but really it's an excuse to throw a big pirate event. But also I'm viewing it kind of like a, an opportunity to socialize and make more connections with more people. Because I not only have uh, this folk singer coming up from Orlando and you guys coming up, but I have a bunch of different pirates coming down from North Carolina as well, and also pirates coming over from Georgia, as well as uh, you know plenty of them from within South Carolina. So a lot of them haven't ever met each other before, and I'm like, okay, this will be a nice place for people to be able to make connections and socialize, kind of like a big pirate-themed mixer, I guess. Sounds good to me, and I, I that's one of the reasons I wanted to come up with I don't get as get out as much as I would like to because I stay mm-hmm. so busy with right here in St. Augustine. So there to was there. an opportunity <laughs> to make this one work. And uh, when my quartermaster said, "Why, well, sure, we'll just go up and set up our tents," um, I was all for it. So it was it was a great opportunity. I look forward. I've had a couple of messages from some of your guests that I have not met other than Facebook, okay. and they've all several of them sent messages. Hey, looking forward to tipping a tankard with you or getting to meet you. So <laughs> it, 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 it's worthy of the weekend for sure. And um, I, um, oh, and as a public witness, at the end of the show, make sure I get your email address. Okay. I need to, um, I need to drop some, some coin into your treasure box to take <laughs> care of this event. I'll um, make sure you have it. What's that? I'll make sure I get it to you. Yes. Uh, you know, um, you have Captain's Quarters podcast on there, and um, I need I to make sure that, that that final arrangement to that deal is taken care of. I'm also looking at trying to bring in... What's that? I'm trying to... Let me just... I'm trying to see if I can show you the Captain's Quarters podcast banner. Ooh. Oh, you got one, I. Not sure if you can see it at all. No. Yes. Show it, and I'll, I'll, I'll make you... I'll blow you up. Here we go. Here we go. Grab this guy. Ooh. Oops. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, look forward to having that hang up at your party there. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, I have the back here amid all these other banners. There we go. Something else I was going to ask you, and then it went out of my head. I think that's because my head is full of snot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mandy. You're in Utah. It's only what? Five o'clock? Um, no. It's six twenty-two. Hey. I saw you yawning. <laughs> I've been up since four thirty this morning though, so Oh I know. You're an earlier more an earlier riser than I am. So I understand. Right. You're young. You can handle it. Kinda. Henry, Henry beats me in age. He's a lot younger than me. <laughs> so, um a couple other questions. Oh, I know what it was I was going to try to tell you. I'm trying to get City Gates Distilleries to provide me with some extra bottles of rum to bring up for your party. Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, I've, uh, I've reached out to some local distilleries as well, and I don't believe I've heard back from any of them. Bombardier yeah, the rum pro- is you, supposed to be. You probably sending. won't, um, but I may I may do some, some checking on a few things over the next two weeks while I'm downtown. But okay. I am working on trying to bring a couple of bottles of um, of silly City Gates Distilleries up there for you, and yeah. um, add to your collection for the bar so that the bar doesn't go broke or dry. Right. 
There'd be nothing worse than having the bar go dry with a bunch of pirates in your yard. It'd be a travesty. It would be a travesty. Um, I had thought about bringing my bottle of Bombarda rum, but I think since you already got them as sponsors, you can handle that. I'm keeping the bottle for myself. Yep. Yep, sounds like a plan. <laughs> so we'll do that. Um, I, I, so, yeah, again, once again, I'm slow in thinking because I'm just, this head cold has got me going bad. But um, how big is your yard? I, because I know how big our tent is, and you got other people there. Have you got a big enough yard to handle all this? I believe I've, like, uh, stepped out there and tried to measure out the yard. I believe from the house towards the back is about, I don't know, 120 feet, something like that. And then width is about maybe another 100 feet wide. I could be wrong. But it is a nice, uh, sizable yard and plenty of camping space uh, towards the back left corner of it. It'll be a good turnout. Like in, well, we'll just have to make sure. Cramped. Hey, the, the early ones get the better places, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. So maybe we'll be there Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, I believe to you before, uh, not only will you guys be camping out there, well, which you're not actually camping in the yard, right? You're booking a motel and no, your quartermaster is no, camping? No, quartermaster and I are both camping with you. He's okay. got a tent. We're going to both be there the whole time. Gotcha. I found it. Yes. Ah. That's them. Figured Very plug good. We'll, we'll make sure we go and talk to them and have some fun with them. <clears throat> Sounds good. Very good. But yes, uh, so not only will it be uh, you and your quartermaster camping out, but also on uh, Friday night, there will also be, I believe, six members of my like reenactment crew, uh, the crew of the Charles Revenge, camping right. in the backyard as well. They'll be setting up their pirate encampment. And then the following day, uh, so on Saturday, early in the morning, uh, are you familiar with Robert Jacob and his wife, Ann Jacob? The author. He, got the, he, he has. He's an author, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yep. He did a, a Pirate's Life in the Golden Age of Piracy, and then also Myths, Legends, and Facts of the Florida Coast. I believe is the name of the book. Right. Um, him and his wife are also going to be coming early on Saturday and setting up their tents, and they'll be camping there Saturday night with you guys. Um, and then also, actually, I think that's all the camping. But still, that's like I believe ten of you camping back there. So it won't be a, a lonely experience. All right, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, and we'll just have to make sure that we figure out some food locations that are close to your area there. Yeah, for the most part, uh, where I'm at, like I'm just on the outskirts of an actual town. Uh, it's like a seven minute drive and you get to Walmart. And then once you're at Walmart, there's almost every fast food place imaginable on one single road. Uh, but then we also have some like nicer sit-down places that are in about maybe the 15 to 20 minute away range. Uh, there was actually one place I was going to suggest uh, called uh, Madra Rua. It's like an Irish pub around here that has a, it's like a really nice sit-down place. It's not very far away. Are you going to allow your campers to have a fire? Yes, by all means. Okay. Um, what else was there? Oh, uh, along the lines of Robert Jacob, uh, history author. I'm actually going to have two other history authors arriving to the party as well. Uh, they will not be camping, but they'll be there as guests. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of Jeremy Moss before. I think uh, I, the name sounds familiar. 
Um, he has two books out at the moment. One of them, his most popular one, is uh, The Life and Trials of the Gentleman Pirate, Major Steed Bonnet, uh, which, just in general, from all the books that I have and everything that I've read, like I'm completely convinced that that is the best book that exists that is devoted to Steed Bonnet. It came out about maybe two years ago or so, but it's really well-made book. Uh, can't recommend that one enough. And then the other author that's going to be there is another author named Matt McLean. Uh, he lived uh, half an hour away from me, and he's published two uh, two history books as well. He published uh, Piracy Papers and what was the other one? Uh, an unhelpful guidebook about why you don't want to be a pirate, basically. It was a purely <laughs> written history book. It's all the reasons why you don't actually want to be a pirate because this happens and this happens and this happens. So all the bad things of being a pirate, right? And all three of those authors—they've never met each other either, but they all have each other's books, and they're all excited to meet each other for the first time. So I'm bringing everyone together. Well, very cool. Maybe I can convince a couple of them to come down. We do an artist's or author's row at Old City mm. Pirate Festival. Yes. We set up an entire, you saw it this last time, and we had five authors there. Mm -hmm. um, we have the ability to set it up for many, many more, and I'd like to bring in as many as possible to, to, to be a part of it. And I'm and hoping we that by, them to do so. I'm hoping by the time that Old City Pirate Fest happens next year, my book will finally be published. Well, we're, we've, we've moved Old City Pirate Fest to the first weekend in February. Okay. Instead not, of what was the last no, January? What's that? Last time it was uh, the last weekend of January or all, something? All these past years, it's been the last weekend of January, but we've moved it to the first weekend of February due to the yes, way things are working in St. Augustine. It happens to be a dead weekend, so we're hoping that that's a better weekend for people to come in and get a better price on hotels. Right. So that's why we're doing it. So... Um, I, I want some more authors. Mm -hmm. There's been some changes to the Colonial Quarter grounds itself okay. that are going to enhance us to have more vendors. Um, and I've already reached out to um, at least one or two other entertainment groups to come in and be a part of our, our event. And we're considering doing, for Old City Pirate Festival, we're considering doing um, something different on Friday night and extending it into Sunday also. Okay. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Sounds exciting. So we're hoping, I mean, the first year we did it, we did it on, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then we backed away from Sunday. But I mm -hmm. think it's time for us to go ahead and open it up on Sunday. So some of the people that I'm going to meet up here, uh, really, to be quite honest, there, there was a motive to come up there, not only just to celebrate, but to meet other people. Right. But, as always, if you're the promoter of an event, you always want to go to where there's other events and see if those people that go to those events are available to come to your event so that we can spread the wealth around and get get people that are not pirates to see what pirates are all about. Right. So, and also, regarding uh, your location and the Old City Pirate Fest, uh, when I was set up there for the Old City Pirate Fest, uh, that one author, Jeremy Moss, he actually came by the Old City Pirate Fest to meet me there. Uh, so he actually lives right there in Jacksonville. So there's probably a really good chance that he would be interested in setting up and doing like well, good. Make sure that I'm introduced event. to him then. Definitely. It, it, so we'll um, yeah, it, it's it's we're we're excited to come up and, and hang out for your birthday. You're going to be a what a grand what 19 years old. You look like such a kid. A grand 33. 33. All right. Well, and there's a map to where we're going. 
Yep. <laughs> How about that? Right near the lake. Da- Davy's yeah. really up on doing the research and, and getting what we need to know so we can get people may be curious. Our... What's that? Yes. They may be curious, wanting to know exactly where. That's right. Yeah. So, so on that map, um, if you could bring it back up for one moment. So basically, yeah, to the bottom right of where it says Lake Moultrie, uh, where the rivers like meet down there at uh, Charleston, the one on the right-hand side, it snakes up all the way up to Muck's Corner, and then it eventually meets Lake Moultrie there. Um, so right before it meets Lake Moultrie, that used to be as far as the river would go. That is as far inland that ships could go. Uh, but then they made like a man-made channel, and Lake Moultrie is a man-made lake. There's actually a submerged town uh, that was abandoned for the creation of the lake down in there. So there's people that go out scuba diving and stuff in the lake, going down and checking out the old town. How much of the old town is left? Um, I believe it's maybe eight or ten buildings. Uh, that Some of them are just uh, stone foundations that can still be seen on the floor bed, and all the wood is rotted away. But I believe there's a couple of like industrial buildings that were like brick buildings and stuff built in the 1920s and such. But I believe they flooded it back in the 50s or 60s, something like that. There's a there's a town at the bottom of Lake Mead out in Nevada hmm. when they when they built the dam. I see Mandy wants to say something. It's not on the lake anymore. It hasn't been for a while. I have photos of the foundations and stuff. That's where we were out hiking when I was down in Vegas is we ran all over Lake Mead and discovered that there was an underwater town, but it surfaced a while ago, so it was dried up. But it was really cool because you could find all the shells, but you could still see the foundations of the properties and stuff like that, and a few of them still left. That's because the, the lake has is, is dried up so much over the last decade. It, this cleared up in like 2000 or something like that, but the lake was yeah. actually filling up faster than they expected. I have, if you didn't see them on my Facebook, I have more of the photos that I took of the lake. It was crazy. We used to, when we lived out there, we used to go out there and and there's a little casino town out near Lake Mead now that we used to go out to, nice little shops and everything. So it was quite an interesting ride for us to go out there every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So very good. So let's see. Are we going to be dressed as pirates all weekend? I probably will be. Um, I'm pretty sure my reenactment crew were basically going to stay in pirate the whole time. Um, they may not be on uh, Friday night. They might be like casual for setting up camp and stuff. That's what we're thinking. Yeah, that's, I'm that's probably going to be casual on Friday night as well. Uh, but if we go over to the bird sanctuary, it might be a good idea to go over in, in, in gear. Absolutely. Um, just for the publicity pictures for them. Mm-hmm. And um, and the reason I ask about fires is because, um, depending on how my quartermaster feels, he makes a pretty good pot of um, over-the-fire stew that we enjoyed when we were at, um, uh, at, at the Pirate Festival in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And everybody seemed to like it. So I may try to convince him that it might be a good idea for us to bring the fixins and do that. Okay. And, of course, we'll share. Um, yeah, I believe my uh, reenactment crew are interested in like doing some campfire cooking and such as well. So that means then there'll be there'll be food to go along with all the all the alcohol we drink on Saturday night, <laughs> right? Um, which could be very important. Hi, <laughs> <coughs> blimey! Well, it sounds like it's going to be a roaring good time. So let's talk about your book for just a few minutes. <laughs> 
How far uh, along are you with it? So, uh, turns out it takes way longer to write a history book than you would imagine. It has taken four years. <laughs> um, it, I guess it takes a long time when you want to make sure that everything's correct. Uh, so, been working on it for four years. It is basically completely done at this point. Um, it is to the point of where I basically need to assemble the index at the end. And I believe I still have to put some royalty-free images like into the latter third portion of the book here and there. Uh, the cover's designed, the title's designed, pretty much everything's ready. Um, if I could just sit down and like, I guess just work on it casually over the course of like one more month, I believe it'll be completely finished. I have just been completely busy with setting up this event for like the last uh, two months nonstop. If it wasn't for that, the book would probably be ready, but I've got this to do first, and then it'll probably be ready in midsummer, I believe. Well, there's just not enough hours in a day. I understand. There is that. not. I mean, <laughs> with all the tours I've got this week, I'll be at the museum all day tomorrow until after seven thirty at night tomorrow mm -hmm. and Thursday. So you know, it that's your takes away tours. a lot of the time for everything else. Right. <laughs> so, I'm. I, it, and then if you want to try to keep up on the things that you're doing, it does take some time. Um, and then of course. You want to make sure that you're not out in the sun all the time getting sunburn. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things I've been struggling with over the last, uh, what is it? I believe I have been outside working on getting this event ready for the last 52 days nonstop. Yeah. Every, every single day I've been out there for between four to 18 hours every day. It's the way it is when I'm working on Old City Pirate Festival or mm -hmm. any one of our events. It is nonstop work. Yep. And sometimes it makes it easier if you have a lot of help. I just noticed that the Powder Monkey is piped into the to the scene. Hello there, Powder <laughs> Monkey. Good to see you. Um, oh, look at that. I see old Chum Bucket may be watching us. Good to see you if you're there. Great to have you here as a Facebook user. We see you. We'll help you figure it all out because we got to figure it out because we want you on our Talk Like a Pirate Day episode in September. But it's good to see you on there. It's nice to see so many people from all over the country getting on in, on board with our show. We're going to want to do some clips at your event too. Okay. Some video clips so that we can bring them back and tell everybody about our adventures on the Monday night after your event. Sounds good. So, I'm, I'm also planning on doing uh, at least one, if not two, separate occasions where I'm going to try to live stream uh, from the event itself for people that can't make it there. Uh, in particular, uh, I'll be giving a speech uh, thanking all of our sponsors and you know welcoming everyone. I plan on live streaming that, and I may or may not be able to live stream uh, a short presentation that Robert Jacob was planning on putting on for everybody about maybe a 30 minute thing but i'm i'm planning on having plenty of video and uh photography happening as well so i can post about it afterwards and i know that not everyone can make it out to it so i'm i'm hoping i can still let people see what happened well we'll put some um we'll put some short clips together i think it'll be easier for us to just do a couple of short clips i can do yeah. those on my phone you can also do live stream on your phone, Bill. I'll I'll explain it to you. Okay, we could do a live stream, um, and we may do a live stream one or two times. Then, if I, 
if, if it wasn't for Davey, I, I, I wouldn't know anything about all this technology stuff. <laughs> I'm just a pretty face here. And uh, having Davey and uh, Mandy Joe and, and, and the gunner over there helping us out, that makes it easier for me. I just push buttons, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh well. So we'll do some, we'll do together, together we'll do a couple of things um, so that we can, because, you know, you keep doing this, you're going to have to, either going to have to buy a bigger house in a bigger yard or find another location. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, What was it? I believe the last year I didn't try very hard to like advertise it. I kind of just, you know, let's do a small little party in the backyard. I believe I had about 60 people come out to it. Uh, It was on and off. So it was like maybe 30 to 40 people at a time. Uh, this time around, I'm not sure what to expect because I've been putting my all into advertising and promoting this thing. So I'm hoping for a good turnout. Well, we'll do see. you have good neighbors? Yes. Okay. Yep. I have uh, four neighbors. They're all aware that the party is going to be happening. And I've, like I said, I've hosted other parties and stuff out here at night. No one's ever complained. All right. Good enough. We don't yep. want to have any problems with the neighbors because there's nothing worse than having your neighbors attacked by pirates. <laughs> I'm not sure so, if they would expect that. Yes, they, they probably would. Well, very good. So what else do you have on your books besides this party and your book that you're finishing up? Anything else on the books or are you just going to be doing some traveling over the summer? Uh, so I know that the next thing I have lined up as soon as the party is over is on May 13th, uh, the crew of the Charles Revenge, our reenactment crew here, uh, we already have a a planned up well, planned up. We already have a planned presentation set up at the Charleston Powder Magazine. Uh, it was built in 1713. It's uh, yeah, 1713. It's one of the oldest buildings still left in Charleston. Of course, the Powder Magazine is where they stored the black powder. Uh, but we'll be doing a presentation there on May the 13th. Uh, our our crew will be set up there for about maybe five to six hours or so. You know, interacting with the public telling them all about pirates and their history in Charleston. Uh, so I've got that lined up. And then I may or may not be trying to go up to the Hampton Blackbeard Festival. I have missed it every single year for the last five years, and I've still never been to it. So I'm going to give it a go this time. Maybe it'll work. <laughs> we'll we'll put our event in February 2024 on your books. Yep, definitely. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen if my... If my brother Ransom Mayhem is watching tonight, I'm not sure, but he's always looking for some some new faces and new blood to come to his event, which is Columbus Day weekend in October. Yep, I believe uh, he's actually reached out to me and messaged me asking if I wanted to be a vendor and stuff there, and it all depends on, like, I guess once it gets a little bit closer, uh, how feasible that is when it comes to fees uh, and travel expenses and such. I'm interested. Uh, Very good. We'll see once it gets closer. I know it, it, it. It's it's not cheap. When you're yeah. trying to set up an event, you want to make sure that you make it any fees that are agreeable between you and the other parties, so that they're not out any money and you're not out any money. So it's always right. it's always tough. Um, yeah, I think from here to uh, that Panama City Beach, I believe that's a either nine or ten hour drive for me i would guess it to be at least something a like nine that. hour drive yeah i believe it's something like that it may be closer to eight i know to get out to uh, uh where is it are you familiar with where dolphin island is yep okay yeah i believe that is a 10 hour drive for me because there's a pirate event happening over there this year as well 
on do Massacre you, Island. Do you have uh, period correct camping equipment? I do. Well, that might be one of the ways you save some of your money is tell them you want to you want to camp with the rest right. of us. I, I believe the cannon crew uh, north of you mm -hmm. um, is coming down. They, they were there last year. I believe they'll be there this year. Um, my crew has at least three tents we're setting up. Mm -hmm. um, and the way they've always done things, um, my contract to be there to be a performer um, it gets me um, condo rooms, which this year we're going to give to all the women and all the men are going to stay out at the campground. Gotcha. So um, it'll be well worth it. So, yeah, check it out with him and see what's going on. Um, there is your email at the very bottom of the page. Uh, that's the link for the shop. He hasn't talked about his shop. Ah, well, <laughs> then let's talk about the shop. Because uh, I actually, I have my very own letter of mark made by Captain Morrow, and he brought it to me at Old City Pirate Festival. Mm -hmm. And it's actually authentic on the proper paper, the proper wording, and everything else. I know you can't read it from there, and my eyes won't let me read it. But it's very nicely done with the official wax seal and everything here. And I keep it right here in case anybody wants to ask us if we're legal pirates or not while we're doing <laughs> the show. It's right there. Uh, so, yeah, just, I guess, a, a brief description of the shop tab. Uh, so... I've been meaning to open an Etsy version of the shop as well. It's just I haven't found time yet. Uh, so I've been working off of a shop tab off of my Shipwrecked with Captain Marrow page. And from there, I pretty much create replicas of historical documents, customized historical documents. I do customized wanted posters for people. Um, I do replicas of maps as well. Keep talking. So I believe I probably have about maybe 15 or 16 different... Uh, things listed on there but i'm always putting up new things every now and then and i'm always open to commissions as well so i've had other people reach out to me asking like hey can you do this very specific document uh probably one of the most out there ones that i've had to do so far uh was someone reached out and they wanted me to create a what was it it was like a a marriage license uh from 1812 issued by jean lafitte uh, which means that it was like a not legal marriage license. But that was a, a fun experiment for having to come up with something like that. That one was pretty off the wall. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that idea. I even have this. Captain Morrow made one of these also. I think we can actually put that in the screenshot there. Look at that. Yeah, a wanted that poster one. for that notorious pirate Captain Mayhem. I was a little disappointed. I'm only worth 100 pounds. <laughs> uh, but I guess 100 pounds back then would be a lot of money. Yeah, I, I don't recall what the uh, conversion rate is at the moment, but I do know that that's a nice chunk. So it's, um, it, it's a very nice setup. I keep it on my wall over here. I love the work he does, and I highly, if you want good, good papers to brag about or put on your wall like I do in my pirate room, you definitely want to talk to Captain Motto and, and, and have him do what he does so well. And he, that was what your booth was just about, almost all about also. Oh, yeah, I do have one other thing. Last part. Oh, yes. Yep. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yep, so that is the Mariner's Quadrant, specifically yep. a Gunter's Quadrant, from around 1650 through 1750, before the uh, invention of the Astrolabe. No. So I have that sitting here in my scene at all times for people to see. And ladies and gentlemen, I have three products from the great Captain Motto himself and his shipwrecked with Captain Motto and his store. So we want to make sure that everybody goes and sees the, the things that he does. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have to come up with something we can do that combines the podcast with one good piece of paper that you come up with that we can okay. put up here and see. What we, we'll talk about it over the weekend. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have plenty of time. You'll be busy, but I'm sure we'll have, still have time to talk and, and enjoy. So right. let's see. Some face, let's see, Captain Morrow right. could do, could you do papers from Spain? So uh, the paper that Mayhem just showed right there, that was a Spanish letter of mark for a Garacosta. Uh, and I do offer that in both English and also in Spanish. So what I end up having to do, however, is I do have to run it through like a translator program, uh, but then usually I I know people where I can send them the digital file first, where they can you know check it over and be like, okay, this makes sense or this doesn't make sense, and then I go back and tweak it. Uh, so I can do uh, I guess history documents that are in Spanish if that's kind of what the question is. Uh, of course, I can also make them to where you know they've originated from Spain and such i can definitely do something <laughs> the tldrs i can i can do it so mine is a spanish one because i live in saint spanish saint augustine so mine yes. is um i could try to read some of this but since my spanish is bad i'll just do the the top listing of it so this will hopefully add reinforcement to what he just said that he can do it in spanish this letter of mark was by jose de zuniga La, La Cirda, field marshal in his majesty's army, his governor and captain general of the city of San Augustin and La Florida. That's as far as I'm going to go with this, with anything that sounds English to Spanish because I, I would, but it's got Spanish, the Spanish signature and everything on it. So I actually have a Spanish letter of mark from St. Augustine as a privateer to St. Augustine. Now, Davy has one there. What is Davy's? That is a 1715 English letter of mark issued from Jamaica. <laughs> Very good. So, he yes, good work. we can actually say yes, he can do the work. He does the research, and it's quite interesting how he comes up with all these things and puts it all together. So, very cool. So, um... Oh, it looks like uh, I just got a message from uh, Mayhem over in Panama City. He's missed the show tonight. Um, I know he was busy on some other things. That's all right, though. He'll catch up with us later on. So I wanted to bring up, and while you're sitting here, Mr. Morrow, we're going to do This Week in Nautical History, which is actually sponsored by our good friends at the Pirate and Treasure Museum. Go figure. I do a lot of work for them, and um, we have a really great video. We do this every week. So, Mr. Longwood, let's see this week in nautical history. All right.
Very good. Some quite some interesting ones there. That last one, especially the France sending off a voyage to just work on exploration of the North American continent. That was very interesting. 1524. It's actually before the Spanish come to St. Augustine or come to La Florida. Very good. So normally at this time we do a mail call, but I didn't have the time to actually look for my mail call box. Um, as slow as I'm working, I probably couldn't have even read it anyway. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to skip mail call and go straight to This Week in History, which is sponsored by our good friends at Dick's Wings. If you want a good lunch, that's where you need to go. He's got all these great lunches for way less than you would think you need to pay. And it's a great deal. Hamburgers especially, his hamburgers are wonderful. Very we spend at least one time a week there at Dick's Wings, and he's a big supporter of our holiday event, which we will be doing a Dick's Wings event in November. The date has not been set yet, but it'll be either the first or the second Monday of November because it will be a podcast night. So be prepared to come down. But on that note, let's do this week in history, Mr. Davey. All righty.
good, Davey. Some really good stuff there. I, I just every every week we get more and more things to learn. And I know that Mandy Joe takes some of those little clips on the history and puts them out there for people to actually see everywhere else. So we're doing well. And it's always nice to see some really great pieces of history. So Davey, you've done a good job again. As always, I don't even have to say any more. So you. I started going through this the messages to see what we've got. If anybody's got any that they picked out, say something to Davey so we can pop them up there. I'm all the way back to the beginning. I see that Zachary Harker from up in Michigan had said, I sent out an ahoy over to Captain Morrow and said, hello, good to see you. Um, let's see. Um, Captain's Quarters Podcast, vast crew, Henley here. Henley is actually answering for the Captain's Quarters Podcast while we do the show. That's great. And Mandy Joe is answering for the Utah Pirates, just to let everybody know so that nobody gets confused. I see Athena Rivers. Let's see. Will the historian, look at me, made it before the show starts. Yes, isn't that amazing? And that's Will the historian. He will be live on the air with me on June the 5th, talking about World War II D-Day, June the 6th. So that'll be a good, good Monday night for everybody to be a part of it. I see Facebook users. I see Christina Kaplan, Athena Rivers, all there saying hello. Glad to see you all. Uh, Facebook user watching from Louisiana. Do we know who that is, Mr. Henley? Let me take a look for you, Kevin. And I, I see Mo is uh, watching. He's from out in Las Vegas. Nightingale in Florida. Uh, Will the Historian. Hi, Utah. Love the greenhouse you built. That's my son. Summer colds for sure. I use garlic, ginger, and echinacea. Well, I've been eating a lot of kimchi, which has garlic and whatnot in it. Uh, summer colds, homemade chicken soup with extra virgin olive oil, and lime, three days sick top. Hmm, I'll keep that in mind. Summer colds, warm whiskey and honey and lemon juice, then hide under all the blankets to sweat it out, then snacking on garlic cloves. Aye. <laughs> I might. I snack on garlic cloves. The kids will stay away from me during my tours. I, garlic is quite helpful. I may have to be wearing something. And somebody noticed I'm not wearing my hat. Thank you very much, Miss Creamer. <laughs> will the historian this past January winter sickness sent me to the ER. Granted, it was bronchitis, but I treated it. I treated it like a cold for weeks because I didn't know. I got to ride in an ambulance and they put the siren on. <laughs> uh, let's see Christina Kaplan says hello there's Scarlett Deerheart she's late, she's late for a very important date okay, we'll let you get away with it uh, winter cold is worst Echinacea, golden seal uh, from immune support Manuka honey for sore throat and cough, I'll go right out and get that honey hop <laughs> soup for soups for comfort and yes I am mixing my kimchi into my chicken soup. Did Henley get a new name? Where's the hellfire? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you have somebody's got an there? eye for observation. That's good. We change one little thing and somebody finally notices it. Um, Eucalyptus and lavender essential oils in a diffuser to help open the sinuses. Garlic and ginger in soups or teas help too. I'll be doing, hopefully, if we got some ginger tea tonight. Um, what's Jim say about Davis Shores? 
Oh, I was not even aware of that. How about that? Well, that'll be interesting to see. Um, horseradish or Chinese mustard. Yep, that that clears it up too. I so many so many thoughtful additions to everything I could. I should try all of it. I should be done with this cold by tomorrow morning. Um. Donna remembers those parrots when she would visit her parents. They would fly right over their pool. So beautiful. Aye, they probably chased you around too. Parrots are cool, but only not only expensive, but very long living, like 75 mm. years. It's one of the reasons I never got a parrot. The parrot would you, outlive me, and that would make me mad. I was, I was going to say, would you be concerned about what would happen to the parrot afterwards? Well, you have to will it. I probably would. I really would. Mm-hmm. There's another Facebook user that says can't wait can't wait to see everyone. Very good. Um, Jim puts a good one up there. Sharing the podcast helps as well. They need to get over a thousand subscribers, and then YouTube has a special gift for them. I can't wait for the special gift. <laughs> Let's see. And then Utah Pirates adds hers to it. We need 1K subscribers and 4K view hours total to get monetized. One second, I will tell you where we are. But watching other videos, not live, and rewatching, rewatching. We're at 7.56. Woohoo! Woo! We're getting there. We're getting there. Athena says she's just noticed that we all have different colors on our names in the... Is that new? I see one color. Yeah, I see everything in red. I see it all in red. Athena, do you have a cold? Are you taking medicine too? (laughs) Lake Marion was constructed in 1941 as a name for the same guy that Fort Marion here in St. Augustine was called for a period of time. Absolutely right. Another bit of history into our midst. <laughs> yep. Ah, very good. It's coming. Hey. And Will, the historian, says the research can take a long time. Old Chum Bucket finally figured out to, uh, out to get in the house. All right, very good. Now let's hope we can help you figure out how to get on the show. I see a few others. And it looks like we've reached the end. Did I miss anything, Mr. Longwood? Um, I don't think so. All right. Ah, there's the real treasure hunters. We were on set with the guys from Pawn Stars today. Ah, did you tell them to come see me? It would be interesting to have them come up and say hello. And are you, the treasure hunters, coming up to St. Augustine this weekend? Let me know. I want to send you in a direction for a good hotel room. Hopefully it's possible still at this time. Rum all around, of course. Rum all around. (laughs) And let's see. I think we've reached the end. Yes. Guest on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, hopefully, we'll be talking with the Seawolf Privateers about their charity event coming up. Gina Newman will be talking to us about World Belly Dance Day. 
Steve Wetzel, a pirate and stage sword choreographer from up in the Carolinas, will be, come, be on our show. My good friend T.A. Burroughs out in Phoenix, Arizona. We did many, 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 many comedy shows and comedy clubs together. I'm hoping for Henry Yamada on the 22nd of, of May, pirate actor from Pirates of the Caribbean. Memorial Day. Haven't decided what we're going to do, but we'll see. History of, of D-Day on June 6th. And Joe Hughes, a great comedian. I've worked with him at least once. He's now in the area, moved here from California. As you can see, we got quite a few breaks. But down in August, we've got some more shows planned for you. So keep an eye out on what we're doing on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen. Plenty of guests, plenty of time. If you want to be a part of it, let us know, please. So before we actually sign off, uh, can I show you something? Yes, you may. Okay. Wait, um, is it so, legal? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so here recently, uh, one of my sponsors that signed on for my upcoming event, uh, the Black Spot Guild. Have you heard of them by chance? I, I um, think I've seen some reference to them in, on Facebook. Yes. Uh, the Black Spot Guild uh, is ran by a man named Steve Lenhart. Uh, up in New Hampshire, and what he does is he creates uh, hand-forged replicas of Spanish cobs. Um, I believe I've been seeing his stuff appear in lots of the various pirate groups online. Uh, he's one of the sponsors for my event, but also for our birthday. Uh, he sent me a special birthday present, which comes in this cool little bag. Ah, very cool. logo on it. And he sent me a replica of a 1692 uh, cob that he created. Ah, very good. There we go. That's a nice one. Very yeah. nice. Uh, but he, is, it, is it silver or pewter? Uh, it is 0.999 pure silver. Wow. And what he does is he actually hand forges these. He doesn't do a mold process. So he actually melts down all the silver. Uh, he turns it into rods. He busts them off. And then he, you know, actual hammer anvil with his own custom hammers that he's created for recreation purposes. So these are not poured into a mold. These are actually hand forged and darkened and such. Well, it'll be a pleasure to meet him at the event. I, I wish that he could make it down. I don't believe he actually is, though, all the way oh. from New Hampshire. But he sponsored the event. And I actually have a second one of these uh, cobs that he sent me. Uh, which will be part of a prize support of sorts that can be attained at the event. All right. Well, I, just I think I'll have to play pirate and make sure I get that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Well, I believe we must tell everybody the end of the joke there from Mickey right. Mayhem. Okay, mate. It's time for the answer to the joke of the week. What did the first mate flush down the toilet? The answer is the captain's log. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> we're bordering there, but I like that joke. It was cute, so we'll let it go. And we all know that Captain or Mini Mayhem is, is just a little bit on the uh, childish side anyway, so we'll let him we'll let him do. Treasure Hunter said that was a nice gift you got. It it really is. Very nice. What are you going to do with it? I'm not quite sure just yet. Um, it may have been my... You ever played poker with a pirate? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> just a thought. If you but do yeah, play so... poker with Bill, Adam, make sure he's got it. no sleeves. <laughs> no magic tricks. <laughs> yes. I, 
Well, you know how it is. I see Black Sales Adventure Company is on board with us already now. Very good. Good to see you guys. Nice to have more and more here. There's their banner. And there's their banner right there. (laughs) Look at that. And they're on your poster, I believe, are they not? Yes, they are. And uh, I'm looking right now. Yeah, the uh, Black Sales Adventure Company. Uh, So Anthony, who runs that, he'll actually be coming down from North Carolina and he'll be at the event. Uh, Pretty much what they do is uh, they offer entertainment uh, packages, I guess, for people like up in North Carolina based around Oak Island, North Carolina, not too far from the Cape Fear River. Uh, They offer like packages for entertainment on the beaches with uh, projector screens and such. And then he goes out to events as a Jack Sparrow impersonator or uh, portraying Steed Bonnet. Wow, very cool. So he'll be down at the event. I look forward to seeing them. We may have to talk to them about uh, some other possibilities. It, it, I'm looking forward to the whole weekend. I truly am. I think it will be Definitely. a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to meeting a whole lot of other new people that I have not had the opportunity to shake hands and tip a mug with. And right. I think I'm going to have to make sure I have several extra bottles of rum sitting at our campsite with my quartermaster. So we'll Sounds make sure like that, that that happens. Very good. Well... We've had a good show, ladies and gentlemen, but it's time for uh, Mr. Longwood to show you our platforms. Because you might no, no, no. no, Captain, it must be the cold medicine. Uh, don't forget the thank yous. Oh, you're right. For some reason, it may have been removed from my script, for some, but that must be me. So give us our thank yous. Okay. there caught henley at his, with his mouth wide open in a yawn hi <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen there is the way you can watch us youtube spotify or instagram but if you just want to listen to us stitcher iheart castbox apple podcast and amazon music that's eight different methods for you to catch our show weekly so once the show goes go to those places and watch for our show captain's quarters podcast and be a part of it. We got some new and exciting things coming up in the summertime. A couple of new ideas that Davey Longwood and myself will be working on for some small miniature inside secret channels that you might be able to catch some interesting things about St. Augustine that we're going to start putting up here on the show. So there you have it. Now that we've said our thank yous, that we've showed our platforms, there we are, 738. That number's what? higher now, right? Yes, according to Mandy. 
According to Mandy, it's at what? You're ma- muted. Seven seventy eight. Seven seventy eight. catching up to don't you, Captain? Hi, seven seventy eight. We're almost at eight hundred. I'm happy about that, ladies and gentlemen. Seven hundred and seventy eight. We're doing fine. I bet we'll have more by the mar- tomorrow morning. Those of you that have just joined us to our show for the first time, please subscribe to our channel. Help us get more and more noted so that we can do more and more for everybody that watches us and is a part of our show. We really want to do as much as we can, and we like to help. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the charities, for the sponsors, for everybody involved, subscribe to our podcast. We're just short of 800 and I'm looking forward to it being over 800 by next week for sure. And who knows what it'll be by my birthday. My birthday is in three weeks. I think it's three weeks. So I'd like to be well over 800 for my birthday. Let's see what happens. Tomorrow, it was good to have you on the show tonight. But it is time to say goodbye. Have that last toast with the crew. And as we do always, good show tonight. You should reach out to Chuck Mead at the Lighthouse. He would be an awesome guest discussing local shipwrecks and history. You know what, Jim? That's an excellent idea. I might have to actually do that. Um, And I think he's on my Facebook page. I would love that. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do, take her away, Mr. Longwood. Part of the podcast. Part of the crew. Always. We can't do it without you, our guests, and our fans. Till next week, I...